Welcome to Floodlight Software's NDE 4.0 podcast, where we interview various experts in industry 4.0 concepts, issues, and technologies for non-destructive testing and inspections. This show is the place to go to learn about the biggest challenges and opportunities around NDE 4.0 from some of the smartest people in the industry. So sit back and be prepared for a really thought-provoking discussion. Hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Floodlight's NDE 4.0 podcast, where we pose five questions to NDT 4.0 experts and explore the benefits and challenges in this emerging field. Today, we are joined by two esteemed and leading figures in the NDE 4.0 movement, Rippy Singh and Johannes Frana. Dr. Johannes Frana is a physicist with a strong background in ultrasonic inspections and digital technologies. Dr. Rippy Singh is an innovation coach with a background in structural integrity and business transformation. They have been working together relentlessly since 2018 to inspire digital transformation across the entire NDE ecosystem in order to keep pace with the changing world. They pioneered the first international conference on NDE 4.0, a handbook on NDE 4.0, a YouTube channel dedicated to NDE 4.0, and have written numerous books and articles that have been published in journals all over the world. Their book titled The World of NDE 4.0, Let the Journey Begin, has been translated into Spanish and Portuguese for broader use. They have published over 50 papers, almost 70 keynote lectures, a dozen podcasts, and have influenced hundreds of NDE leaders to think differently. Their work has been recognized by ASNT, the American Society for Non-Destructive Testing, with the Robert C. McMaster Gold Medal Award in 2022. Thank you for joining me today, Johannes and Rippy. It's great to have you. Hello to be and here. welcome to the world of NDE 4.0. <laughs> and great to be here. So I've had the pleasure of interviewing both of you individually on this podcast several years ago, and I'm really excited to have you both on together this time because it does feel like we've come a long way in the last few years. And I know you guys have done a lot of growth and exploring in the last few years, too. So I've got five questions to pose to you today, and I'm sort of just going to let you both choose who answers first, and we'll have a little discussion on each topic. Um, and the first topic is pretty broad. It's how do you think NDE 4.0 has progressed since we last spoke in early 2020, I believe it was, and where are we now? So, and, uh, you know, I, I would put it in a layman term that in 2020, we were able to see the moon. And now we know how to take the moonshot and look beyond towards Mars. It's at the high level, we could say that. You know, we were at that time discussing what NDE 4 would look like and can do for various stakeholders. And now we know how to help uh, companies kickstart their journey from whatever the current state may be. Johannes? Yeah, I think in, in 2020, we were able to see kind of the vision to where this could be going. But by now we see the first people starting and some first success stories becoming reality. And if, if I look into the, the next European conference on non-destructive testing, 
This one has now 33 papers on NDE 4.0. So what Drippy already predicted, I think that was back in 2018, that NDE 4.0 could become the new reality for NDE. And that in the future, perhaps there will not be an NDE 4.0 session anymore because every paper will be NDE 4.0 anyway. Right. So it's on the way of happening. Um, and let's see where this voyage will guide us to because we are we are right in the beginning of this whole expedition of this journey. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people that I've talked with over the years would talk about how slowly the industry moves, how slowly the NDE, NDT industry moves. And one of the things that's occurred to me, and I've talked with others about this as well, is what do, do, what are your thoughts on whether, you know, how the COVID-19 pandemic affected the adoption. Do you think it's accelerated the adoption of NDE 4.0 or, or at least the interest and acceptance? Partially. Yeah. This is, and that was one of the really surprising things for me. This, I thought with Corona and with all the digital things we, we had to use anyway, that it would expedite NDE 4.0. And you could see people talking about it, but nobody started to get on the bus. Mm-hmm. everybody waited. And since about mid of last year, we see companies jumping on board. And so they all waited to the end of Corona to jump on board. So mm-hmm. it, it was a little bit surprising for me that this happened. Yeah. yeah it accelerated the conversation and it probably accelerated the technology development as well, but not as much in terms of adoption and implementation. People were still hesitant. Now, I don't know whether that was because of bandwidth or a lot of people had financial struggles and were deferring it. So so different stakeholders probably had different reasons to accelerate or slow down because of COVID because, you know, COVID impacted everyone differently. So the responses were varied on that one. That's true. That's true. Well, let's move to the next um, question for you, which is what do you think have been the biggest surprises, both negative and positive, over the last three years since we spoke? I think one of the surprises for me was the, in my eyes, yeah, I always knew that the NDE community, it has to be conservative and it is conservative. But I think it's even more conservative than we thought it is. <laughs> and particularly when the consumers are demanding it, you know, the shop floors are becoming smart factories and still from NDE perspective, we are a little slow in adopting it over there. The asset owners see the value the service providers are not yet ready to bring that value to them. Uh, of mm-hmm. course, you know, while we talk about adoption of various companies, one surprise was, was a nuclear plant, which is uh, nuclear industry is a lot more conservative than anywhere else. But these guys have jumped on board, both in terms of technology adoption and mindset shift. That was quite a surprise for us. And, and now we've been working with them for six months. And it's, it's an eye-opener for us as well. Yeah. What do you think was the trigger behind that? The surprise that they want to avoid when they open up the plant on an annual basis to fix things. They want to use the data so that they can plan better in advance. And when they shut down for refueling or whatever, they are fully ready to handle it. That was the that was a primary driver. Interesting. 
Interesting. So I think one of the things, actually, Johannes, do you have more to add to that question? No, I think that's sufficient. Sufficient. <laughs> so you can answer the, this next question, Johannes, which is what what does a typical NDE 4.0 journey look like for an NDT service company? And then maybe also from the perspective of an asset owner operator? Let's let's take it a little bit broader because the first attempt is about always the same, and it doesn't matter whether it's NDE or any other industry. Okay. Usually, what we experience is that companies they start NDE 4.0, they start digital transformation somehow. They get started, they work on it for half a year, for a year. At some point, they see not going anywhere it's they they are treating digital transformation like the usual project everyday project and that's what it is not it is a transformation so you have to take it different it will have a lot of projects to get to that to a goal but is there a goal that's the next question it, it's it, it's such it is the word transformation is really good because we don't know where the whole story will end up. And after they have invested seriously into this digital transformation, and I, I saw some, some numbers on the internet that about 85% of all digital transformation projects fail. Yeah. yeah. Most of the time they fail because they just get into it. They treat it like a project. Then they end at that situation that after a year or two years into that project, they see this is not going anywhere. And this is usually where we get then the call. Can you support us? Okay. We would love to actually go to the very beginning, but usually that's about the point we get the call. Yeah. So people try to start moving forward on their own. They get stuck because it takes longer than they think. And Digital transformation is a process, not really a project like many others. I found the same in our business. Um, and so then they finally, they know that they need to move forward, but they don't quite know how to get past. So then they pick up the phone and call the experts. In the best case, they, or in the good case, they pick up the phone and the bad case, they just say, oh, digital transformation, who needs that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> They'll get that answer in a few years, right? When <laughs> they haven't taken the right steps. <laughs> exactly. I think, and, and then the journey shifts, right? Once once they call on their favorite service provider, consultant, coach, whatever, we, mean, we get a call. The way we look at a typical journey is, let's do the discovery where you are now. Let's build a strategy on how to implement the technology and then have a sustained effort to change the mindset because that's that is where the whole thing is about transformation. The digital transformation, let me tell you, in digital transformation, digital is a small part, transformation is a larger part. Right. When leaders realize that, they start looking at the thing differently. Because <laughs> now you realize it's not about a digital project, it's about business process transformation. Mm -hmm. Once they open up that mind, they're willing to have a discovery strategy, put this as a part of a strategic implementation. And then you have a series of steps and you look at the ROI, not at a project level, but at a portfolio level. 
you have a three-year, five-year vision, you have annual plans. That is truly when it becomes a journey, not a project. And, and your question, what does a typical journey look like? When leaders get on a journey mode, they actually succeed. When they're in the project mode and expecting the outcome of a journey, it doesn't work. Right. Yeah, and what they have to see is that the real challenge of all digital transformation projects is the human. Hmm. But also the human is the only solution to get to the digital transformation. That's a that's a great insight, Johannes. I like that. So do you see any differences or do you anticipate any differences between companies that provide NDT services um, or asset owners and operators? Either in, you know, either in mindset or progression. Yes. Each of their, yeah, we have had a chance to work with all of them. We work with asset owners, we work with NDE OEMs, we work with service providers, universities, uh, R&D labs by now, and everyone's journey looks a little bit different. And everyone needs to eventually focus on making it a value add for their customer. And since their value stream is different, their journey looks different. But those who take a ecosystem view with asset owner as the ultimate beneficiary, they are the ones who really have a very productive journey. Mm -hmm. But it's very unique. And even within asset owners, each asset owner's journey is different. Yeah. Right. And what, what we can currently see that the from an asset owner or asset OEM standpoint, the need for digital transformation, the need for NDE 4.0, the need for NDE becoming a data source, mm -hmm. you can find that need. But so, and that's coming back to one of your earlier question to the surprises. That was for me a surprise. I see that a lot of the NDE OEMs, they don't see this need of their customers, which we can already clearly see. So that's for me quite a surprise. Now for an NDE service provider, they, they clearly have a different structure in their companies and so on. And, but we already talked also to some service providers and some of the more forward, the, the more, yeah, the, the ones who want to structure their business in a better way to help their employees in a better way, and they get started. And I guess you are the best one to talk to about that topic because you provide exactly one of the platforms which are is available on the market to help those service providers get to that point. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've definitely seen companies know that they need to change. I think that's, you know, they know that they need to become more digital. They need to, you know, for, for us, it's giving them that platform so that they've got the ability to adopt NDE 4.0 principles and concepts and, and be able to basically provide the way I, I communicate with our customers, which are typically the NDT service providers is that it, you want to have the opportunity to provide more value to your customers who are the, as you mentioned earlier, they're the beneficiary of the additional information and data that they'll be able to receive using NDE 4.0 technologies and processes. Yeah, and I think one of the important differences we are currently working on compared to what companies worked on 20 years ago. If I looked into a typical ERP solution like the an SAP system, those SAP systems, they are kind of a copy of a paper process. 
and sometimes it takes longer to use those products than it takes to use paper. Right. But the solutions which we are currently discussing with digital transformation and NDE 4.0, they are really to help customers, to help the customers to get rid of some of the unnecessary work, yeah. all the entering data information. Right. And with that, we can make sure that, because currently what we do, we have one computer system which gives us information. We have another where we have to put the information and we have to copy over information from this over here. And how many typos do we do in between? Yep. Yep. And that's a exactly. security risk, which we are reducing with all, with enabling interfaces and stuff like that. Yep. Um, let's move to the next question, uh, which is, we've started to talk about some of this already, but what do you think are the biggest challenges currently in the adoption to NDE 4.0 um, and maybe the next important steps for the NDE 4.0 initiative as a whole? Well, <laughs> one second, NDE 4.0 is not an initiative. So yeah. It's a voyage. The answer is buried in your question. That is the biggest challenge. People view it as an initiative. It's not an initiative. It's a journey to moon and it's a voyage to Mars and outer planets or whatever. It's, it's, it's a way where you transform the mindset to get to somewhere that you don't even know right now where it will take you. That realization, that acceptance is a challenge. Yeah. You know, we hear from CEOs, oh, we got our annual strategic plan for October. You know, let's talk in January. We'll have some budget for an NDU core project. We'll talk to you. It's too late. It's not a project to be decided after you have done your strategic plan. It has... It is the strategic plan. Mm -hmm. Back right. to the same thing. It's not about digital project. It's about transformation journey. Yeah. And it's a big process change. That's how I look at it is. And I think you're sort of alluding to the same thing that it's basically changing the way you do your business. And so you need to sort of think about that first before you decide how you're going to incorporate that change into your business. And so it week, is frightening. Let me, let, yeah, Ruby, you go first. Yeah, let, let me clarify over here. Some people view it as a technology. Nasreen, you're talking about it as a process. We are saying it's a business transformation. Technology is at the lowest level. Process is the next higher level. The business is the next higher level. It is at that level that you need to operate. Process is one piece. And connecting multiple processes digitally across the value stream, across the supply chain, is where the transformation happens. Mm-hmm. And, and and just like you know, everyone has their own perspective. It's it is like an elephant being described by six blind men with the sense of touch. They are all correct, but all of them incomplete, right? So some view it as process, some view it as technology, some think AI is all that is required. I mean, AI is and four point or nothing else. Those are all technologies, and then technologies come together to build processes, and processes come together to build the business, and businesses come together to build the ecosystem. And the transformation really is a wave that goes from the technology to process to business to ecosystem. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and yeah. For, for a lot of people who are, who have to take it the next step, all the management, all the people in the boards, for them, 
it can be frightening because it is something they don't know where they are going. Right. And the last 30 years, yeah, they, from year to year to year, they kind of, they, they evolved their business, but they didn't radically change it. What is now needed is quite a radical change, including the mindset, including the technology, including everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, I mean, that makes sense because when companies try to, you know, make a change in their business, they, you know, it's, it's, it's sort of common practice to create a vision of what things are going to look like. So do you try to help your customers create that vision, even though it might not be correct or they may not know what, it's going to actually look like when they get there. Yeah, that, that, that's the very first step we always do is creating that vision. But we don't create it for the customers. We help the, the customers create it for themselves. Mm-hmm. Because this is, it has to be their vision. It has to be the vision for their company. Right. I could give a company a vision, but that's that wouldn't be appropriate. Right. We facilitate that. We have we have a set of tools which bring people's subconscious out to the conscious level, and then we put all those conscious thoughts into a structure. We provide the structure, and they put it into it, and then they see the vision, and then we run certain games to validate that vision. We we play we play some very specific. Um, I we have an IP on how we run that exercise to help them validate or invalidate that vision. To come up with what makes sense. Awesome. Well, that's great. Um, I want to end the podcast interview today by talking about some of the, I know you've, you guys have both done a lot of writing over the last few years and tell me a, a little bit about your introductory books to, for NDE 4.0 and some of the things that you've written and how, what, what people might, who, who they might be targeted, what people might be interested in um, the, the books that you guys have written, both together and separate? You know, we, we look at multiple channels to reach the audience. When we started in 2018, we quickly realized that different people have different learning styles, different attention span, and we have to reach the masses through multiple modes. So yeah, books is one thing. We've also done special issues of various journals. Johannes did the Journal of NDE. I think he's done three and now doing the fourth special issue. I did one for ASNT. Then we did the handbook, uh, two of us together with uh, Norbert Maindorf and Nathan Ida for implementation piece. Uh, Johannes runs a YouTube channel. Uh, I got a bunch of innovation management books. So we have actually used all these different channels. And in fact, you know, thanks to thanks to your podcast, that is another channel for us to reach the audience with the message that uh, that we firmly believe in. So, you know, books is just one element. And yes, we focus on that. Uh, that is one piece and we have more that goes on. Johannes, you want to add something about your YouTube channel and, and why? I mean, you have now, what, 3,000 followers on that one? And YouTube actually has made you their partner in <laughs> in promotion? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm actually earning a little bit of money with that YouTube channel, about 10 bucks a month. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic <laughs> 10 bucks a month so that's like what two pennies an hour kind of a thing <laughs> yeah kind of yeah but but it's also a lot of fun and to see the reaction and to see the people getting excited about NDE 4.0 so it's totally worth it um now a couple of additions to what you said there is actually and there will be a new call for papers for a new special issue this time 
uh, by NDT and E International. Um, the regarding the books, perhaps a little bit of guideline which book to read first. I would start with this one because this is really this gives kind of an introduction to the whole topic. This is another possibility could be to read some of the papers uh, we written. I think would think the in the handbook you find the introduction to NDE 4.0, which is a pretty good starting step. Or there is also a paper um, of the Journal of NDE where we did a um, where we worked on the basics of NDE 4.0. Um, and I also have to say there will be most likely pretty soon, hopefully, a Wikipedia article about NDE 4.0. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is great. Nathan Ida was doing that and hopefully it's good. It's already in review since uh, December. <laughs> so let's hope it's getting published soon. Mm -hmm. so this book is really, or this one is really the one I, I would recommend to start with. Now, if you want to get more into the details of NDE 4.0, then I would think get the get the the handbook of NDE 4.0 from the library or buy some of the individual chapters. Unfortunately, I wouldn't buy the book because the book is a little bit very expensive. <laughs> Not this one, the the handbook, uh, but you can buy all the the chapters individually of the handbook. Mm -hmm. Or you get into all the different uh, papers which are out there, which also give you some details. And once you really get started with NDE 4.0, and especially going along with our workshops, there is this, uh, the roadmap book Rippy wrote together with Ramon, um, which I think is a tremendous help to get toward from actually starting with a vision and then going towards a roadmap. Oh, that sounds fantastic. So hopefully um, I can get some links from you guys of where folks can find those materials. I'm obviously also a really big proponent of education. One of the things that's exciting for me is that um, I've noticed several years ago when I first started learning about NDE 4.0, I would get on my Google and search for NDE 4.0 and really nothing came up. Very, very little, like some introductory, like academic papers. And now it's everywhere. And I think that's thanks to a lot of the work you guys have done. And, um, you know, I I feel really proud of this podcast as to be as being a part of helping to educate people on the subject, but you guys have both contributed so much um, to that. And I think that shows, it's clearly shows, like, like I said, if you go to Google and do a search, there's a lot out there now that never was there before. So. Yeah. And I think it's, we, we need a lot more such initiatives like your mm -hmm. channel, like my YouTube channel, like what we do on LinkedIn, like what also uh, Martin Wall is doing with this, with Hoist. Mm -hmm. I think those are all very valuable channels and we need more of them because this NDE 4.0 topic, it will continue to grow. Right. And it will just become NDE at some point, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah well, fantastic. We talking, Go ahead, Rippy. When, when we start talking about NDE 5, then the term 4 will drop and then there'll be two things. There'll be NDE and then the NDE 5. <laughs> right, right. Let's not, let's not jump the gun on that, Rippy. Let's give it a little bit <laughs> more time to cure, okay? How about... 10 years. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You can live 30. 30. 10. 
so, we debate all the time. <laughs> this is another place. <laughs> of course, we can't we can't get through a conversation with you guys without having a a, a debate about something, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's what we are here for. Yeah. Yep. True. So, well, thank you so much, both of you, to sharing your insights today. Any last thoughts, Rippy and Johannes? Johannes, you go first. Yeah, I I want to welcome all of you to the world of NDE 4.0. We need all of you to work along with us. It's not a project Rippy and me are doing. It's a project all of us should be doing together to secure the future of NDE and to make the world a safer place, but because that's essentially what we are doing or trying to do. Well said, Johannes. I, I want to close with a, with a simple analogy so that you can remember what we talk about. And this came up during a conversation with one of our clients. You know, if you're living in an apartment and you decide to move to a house, you can plan exactly what's happening. You're in the same town. You know everything. That's a that's like a project. Now, sometimes you decide you move in your life. You go from one town to another town. You know, I moved from Texas to Connecticut. Yeah, I could come here for house hunting. I this became like a program. Multiple things. You got to change your doctors. You got to change your schools and everything. That's like a bigger program. The transformation was more like when I migrated from India to US, okay? I had no idea where I was going. I had no idea about the education system, about the health system, about the social structure, about the church or anything. But we took a leap of faith that we are migrating into a completely different area, which is gonna be better than where we are now for various reasons. And we'll go there and we'll find a place and we'll make friends and we'll find the church, we'll find the school, we'll find the doctor. We'll have all that done after we leave the old state and start the journey on the voyage into the new state. So if you think of transformation as something that you put your faith in it, faith in your people, faith in your own competency, in your own agility, and a desire and a purpose for a better future, you will be successful. But if you think that you're migrating from one country to another country, and it is like changing an apartment to a house, it will not work. So take the first step a leap of faith, even though you don't know everything about where you're going. Yes. Excellent. Well, thank you guys both so much for your insights. As always, I feel like you're you're about 10 steps ahead of the rest of us. So great to hear from you and learn today. Um, I encourage our listeners to follow both Rippy and Johannes as they continue to pave the way for NDE 4.0. We'll post links on our podcast webpage for those of you who'd like to get in touch with them. And if any listeners have feedback or would like to nominate an individual or, or an organization to be a guest on a future episode, please um, send a message to me directly at nazari at floodlightsoft.com or you can submit the contact us form on Floodlight's website. Thank you so much for joining and see you next time. Thank you, Nasrin. Thank you all the listeners. Bye. Thank you. To learn more about NDE 4.0, Emerging Technologies and Digital Transformation, please visit www.floodlightsoft.com for additional resources, including our blog and several relevant white papers. If you have any questions about today's episode or suggestions for future episodes, please send an email to info at floodlightsoft.com. Thank you so much.